0: welcome to the foul podcast where everything wine and baseball is fair territory today we will be drinking a french red and discussing vibes around the vineyard grab a glass and join us look big paper i increase my
1: wealth uh Red wine is good for my health, uh, wrestle with demons, I take no else. uh, allow me to introduce myself, I said...
0: Welcome back to the Foul Podcast, Scotty.
1: Thanks, Sarah. It's good to be back. We had some, uh, a little bit of a delay last week. I, uh, was feeling under the weather, and then today you are feeling under the weather, so we're remote, but you are strong enough to do the podcast, <laughs> so... Who's I, wasn't really gonna yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Wasn't gonna say. You said it, but um, you know, I put the team on my back, and I'm I'm just that that dedicated, Scotty.
1: You really do. You really do appreciate <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> of course. How are you feeling though now?
1: I'm great. You know, I'm great. I spent a weekend at uh, my friend's lake house. Actually, mm-hmm. went down to um, Deep Was Creek it in Maryland. Frozen? Oh so yeah. Is it,
0: and... a, is it a creek or a lake?
1: It's a huge lake. It's okay. where I went for uh, my. I bro- remember. But
0: I don't think we got into the whole like creek versus lake thing.
1: Yeah, it's like two hours away. It's a big lake, um, but it's um, it's, a creek. it's in the mountains, and there was more snow there than here. There was like two feet of snow. We fun. couldn't leave the house, so <laughs> it was fun, but couldn't do anything. How about you, Sarah? What do you what have you been up to?
0: Um also went to Mountain Cabin Weekend. That's right. Um up in Seven Springs, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. Super fun. Um a lot of games were played for sure. And I watched right. the Packers lose, but that's okay because Great Season. They beat, they beat the Cowboys. So. That's all that
1: matters. I'm happy about goal. that too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Surprising because you're a Yankees fan, but you don't like the Cowboys. Good for you.
1: <laughs> I hate that joke because I'm like, I literally hate the Cowboys. I know. So, same.
0: Same. I grew up hating the Cowboys and I grew up a diehard Yankees fan. So mm. every, they making just. So is why it, we get along, so. Sarah. Exactly. That and our love of wine. Exactly. So today I'm going a European red, not Italian, but we're going French. It's a French blend, a French oui, red oui. blend. Um, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this, um, but I'm going to try <laughs> Domaine de Fabrique, La Via Long- I sound Italian. Languedoc. That's you like sound- the area. Which is
1: better. So there you go.
0: <laughs> fair, fair. Um, your opinion. I'm sure the French would have something to say about that. But um, yes, it's a red blend. So this is from the region of france southern france penza languedoc i don't know Um, mostly known for like its architecture and its crafts um and a little bit of wine i think everywhere in france is just known for wine is that yeah i'd say say? so
1: there's definitely the bordeaux region that is more prominent i'm trying to see the location. i have the same bottle we were able to find the same bottle which is great
0: it's because we're in the same state and city i think that definitely helps so, yes, it is um, I'm just, it's north east of Mont Blanc. Um, it is where else are some things you would know. Um, it is north west of Montpellier.
1: Oh, yeah, I know where that I took it. I was on a train through there.
0: OK, so it's in the Gulf of Lyon or Lyon um on that border so definitely southern france um and yeah the internet says that it's known more for its architecture and its crafts um but this is a really cool vineyard they restored an old chapel and made it into um, a vineyard on the grounds a good amount of acreage um they're mostly known for their red wines
1: love that yeah we love that
0: we do we do love that a lot um This is a 2020. So um, it's aged quite a bit. Um, It's like I said, a red blend. So it's 60% Syrah, 30% Grenache and 10% more Vedre, which I don't think we've had too many of the more bed no
1: i know we've had it in blend i think it's a common, commonly used in french blends Mm -hmm.
0: okay so that would make sense i was like i've only ever seen it in a blend um but the back of the bottle says it's a plush full-bodied red with a core of kirsch i don't know what kirsch is i don't either okay with a core of kirsch plum tort brown bread and mocha notes floral and spicy details break through on the moderately tannic finish Honestly, this is one of the better written bottles because usually it's like a floral note of a garden on a sunny day. And you're like, <laughs> okay, these are just um, a little bit out there and they're probably paid by the word to write this. But this is actually giving us some solid notes. And like the fact that it says it's a moderately tannic finish, like, okay, that's a real wino who wrote this description of oh, for the sure. Bottle. Um, I'm really excited. I'm glad we have the same bottle. It's been a minute since we've had a French red blend, so um, starting off season three with back to back reds, European reds. So, Scotty, I'm sure you're happy about that. I'm
1: <laughs> thrilled, Sarah. Let me tell you. And, um, no, I'm glad we, we were able to find the same bottle. I want to say shout-out to the Clemente Museum. I'm clemente out right now. I've got the yes, beanie. I've got the shirt. I've got the wine glass. Clemente Museum, shout-out.
0: Um, shout-out. We love you. And I'm also drinking. I will be drinking out of the glass as well, but I'm not as head-to-toe clothed in Clemente stuff. But um, Kirsch, I looked it up, is a brandy distilled from fermented juice of cherries.
1: Oh, so okay. it's probably
0: gonna have a uh, fermented fruit. Yeah, some cherry notes here as well. Cool. I'm excited to see what this brings, and that you have the same bottle in rem- remote. That's pretty fun.
1: I see you looking in the Chairman's Select section, Sarah.
0: <laughs> Is there anywhere else to look?
1: I was like going and because I went to a bigger one today, and I was like, oh, France. Didn't see anything with a red label, and then I was like, let me check Chairman's luck. It was right there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so shout out to um, the Pittsburgh wine store that we go to, Fine Wine and Good Spirits. They have a section up at the front that's Chairman Select, so good deals on what would have been expensive bottles. Um, So got a good deal on this. The Vivino, I love Vivino. I don't know if you use that as a wine You sure, love it, yeah. look up what other people have said about this, really dry. This has got a rating oh. of really dry stuff. So Bring it, it on. on. Yeah, we'll see if it lives up to that.
1: Oh. Love the color.
0: Big pores only, even though you're not here.
1: Always big pores are. This is like a tall bottle too. It's like
0: Yeah, tall and skinny, which is fun. Um, a little bit of a a picture, if you will, like a, a nice tall and skinny. Picture who throws 92.
1: That sort of Throws cheddar, as the guy say <laughs>
0: Straight ched. Yeah. Um, even just on the first, I have a stuffy nose, but I still got oh. like a dessert type of smell. Um, the cherry mixed with the mocha.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the cherry. It is strong.
0: It's strong. Like right when I opened the bottle, I, I, a waft was sent up.
1: Oh yeah, that feels heavy Ooh. on the tongue. Um, it, it feels thick almost. Mm. I
0: texture. wonder,
1: heavy texture.
0: Yeah, heavily textured. Yeah. But it has a while. Well, it need. It will need to open up for a bit, um, Aerate, oxidize, whatever you want to call it. Ooh, um, I taste the. Ch- I taste the cherry or the kirsch um and yeah. i get the brown bread which i i love brown bread so it's not as heavy as i in my mouth as i think it is in yours
1: yeah maybe it's because of your your yeah self. i
0: think it's gonna i'm gonna be all maybe my I brain feel is gonna on be on my off.
1: tongue like it's not it doesn't feel like i I, mm. I think the term is texturing i can feel it on my tongue um but yeah i'm definitely tasting the cherries um Maybe a hint of mocha, like you mentioned in in the smell. Um, But yeah, I I think once you define Kirsch for me, I think cherry is dominating my mind right now.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Really interesting. I would love, I'm intrigued now by this vineyard, um, but around since the 1800s, or at least that's when the chapel was and they decided to convert it, so... I'm interested to see how this opens up. Also, would love to try another um, bottle of wine by this vineyard, but we'll see where this takes us throughout the episode.
1: Absolutely. All righty, Sarah. Good pick.
0: Thanks. Let's get into it. Okay, we're back. We missed a week, so there's a lot of vineyard vibes to catch up on. But first, I'm going to start with my names of the week. Have at it. Names of the Week. Okay, so I'm going with two old-timers um, this week. Not a ton of like good names in the news in terms of current players. Um, and there's so many old-timer names out there that are just so good, so right for the picking. So I'm going to start with one that I'm surprised we haven't done yet, or I haven't done, Randy Johnson. Ooh. I mean, Randy Johnson. Come on. I feel
1: like that name like has such a connotation of like intimidation. Like I don't, I don't know, Randy Johnson. I
0: mean, yeah, but also it could be. I mean, his nickname is the Big Unit. There's so yeah. many double entendres. It's just too good not to pick a name of the week. Um, yeah, uh, Randy Johnson has a Randy Johnson. Is a Randy Johnson. There's so many, so many jokes, joke overload. But epic name, also Hall of Fame name in honor of uh, the Hall of Fame and announcement this week. Absolutely. So an all-time legendary name, Randy Randy Johnson. Also reminds me of Austin Powers. You know, getting Randy baby. Um, If you don't have a Randy Johnson, then you would be my next name. You would be a sad Sam Jones.
1: He definitely
0: played in like the 1890s. He was born in 1892. So yeah, he debuted in 1914 and last game was in 1935. His full name is Samuel Pond Jones, which is still a pretty good name. He's so sad. Because he didn't have a Randy Johnson.
1: Let it it out, Sam. I
0: know. It's okay to cry. It is. I guess not. Just not not in baseball. Right. So that's why he's sad. Um, he's sexually repressed and emotionally um, oppressed. So he's sad, Sam. Sad Sam Jones. (laughs) Um, He played for a good amount of teams, actually. The Cleveland Naps, which obviously don't exist anymore. Um, He played for the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees.
1: Mm. Um,
0: The St. Louis Browns, the Washington Nationals, and the Chicago White Sox.
1: The Washington Nationals were a thing beforehand.
0: Yeah. They uh, were um they were it. in a different league, I believe, the, um at the time. But yeah, they were the Washington Nationals. Um he played there. Like, um I forgot to mention Randy's teams, but let me go to sad, sad Sam. His he was a pitcher. A right-handed pitcher. Um, he had a career WAR of forty-two point seven. So, like, pretty good, pretty good career. So, remember the name? He played in three World Series. Like, sad Sam Jones was killing it.
1: He was kind of a guy.
0: He was kind of a guy, but Randy Johnson is the real big. Can I name the teams? Um, that would be fun. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, Mariners. Yes. Yankees. Yep. Diamondbacks. Yep. Is there any more?
0: Yep, there are three more.
1: Oh my god. Uh Giants? Yep. Um Oh my god. Why am I drawing a blank here?
0: One team I worked eh, for and one team used to be the mon- uh, you know, I gave used to be the A-Astros. Washington Nationals. Yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
0: He barely played he play- he's he debuted with the Expos. Um, in I feel like everyone
1: debuted with the Expos back
0: in the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're a great debut team. Um, but he then in 1989 started with them and then went over to Seattle, where we know he had a pretty storied career. Um, then he played with Houston for half a season in 1998. So he was 10 and one on Houston when he was at the end of his career in Seattle was nine and ten. Went over to Houston was ten and one for them, so not too shabby. But then rest of his career was spent Arizona, New York, and then one final year in two thousand nine he played with the Giants. Love that. Um, all right, go ro- <laughs> the big unit, the Randy Johnson and Sad Sam Jones names of the week.
1: Love it, Sarah. As always, you killed it. Names of the week.
0: Thanks. Um,
1: We've got a lot of news to get into. I'm um, excited. We got league news. So I guess let's start with the most important news. This week was the induction into the Hall of Fame, class of 2024.
0: Yeah, Randy uh, Johnson is uh, under- a Yeah, already a Hall of Famer there.
1: There are there were some uh, key names to enter the list this year. Um, three guys got elected. You have to get over 75% of the vote to get elected. Um Two first ballot hall famers. That is Adrian Beltre. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. That was not a shocker. He got like 95% of the vote. Uh, we have Joe Maurer, first ballot, hometown hero from Minnesota Twins. And Todd Helton made it on his sixth ballot. I just want to say, before I talk about any of these three guys real quick, I just want to say I feel old. Can I, I know. That?
0: This is the first one I watched that made me feel old. Yeah.
1: yeah. Joe Maurer, I remember when he debuted.
0: Yeah.
1: like <laughs> So... Um, Three really good players that were very deserving. Um, You know, Adrian Beltre, I always say, is the most underrated player ever, in my opinion. Can you be underrated
0: as a Hall of Famer?
1: I just, like, do you ever hear of Adrian Beltre being talked about a lot Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, the best third baseman ever? Like, his numbers are insane. He had, like, a 95 career war. He played 21 seasons. Um, He had 3,166 hits, 477 home runs. Like, I, I just don't, like hear him talked about in the same way that you hear like Alex Rodriguez or I think it's because
0: guy. of the personality like I think A-Rod puts himself in the conversation sure. and Beltran sure. would never do that you know sure I sure. do love that this is coming off um, Texas's first world series like it yes. just seems fitting it's very poetic poetic justice right it's very like he was with Texas for so long, like when I think of Beltre, that's the team I think of him on.
1: Which is funny because um, he played for three other teams. Did you know which ones those are, Sarah?
0: Well, I do because I have it up uh, on baseball do. reference So <laughs> I can't guess. But, Got it. Um, feel free to tell the people.
1: Well, I have it written down here too, but it's, you know, he spent his first seven seasons with the Dodgers, five with Seattle, one with Boston, and his last eight with Texas. I think he was on the last two Texas teams that made the playoffs That won, that went to the World Series against the Cardinals. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, Beltray played for a few teams and he was really good for all of them. <laughs> so
0: yeah, he was really good. He has five gold gloves,
1: five gold gloves, not um, two platinum deal. gloves. Like that's huge.
0: Yeah. Four time all-star. I just really love that Texas wanna world series. And then in the off season, Adrian Beltray got inducted to the hall. of Fame. Uh, I just, 100%. Not.
1: Um, let's go, let's move on to Joe Maurer who spent all 15 years of his career with the twins you could argue that his career was cut short because of injuries, um, but he was probably one of the best offensive catchers um, of our era. Yeah, uh, I think he, that's fair to say. What and the, the cool story about him was he was the number one overall pick in two thousand and one, I think it was. Um, by he was a high school player in yeah. Minneapolis, Saint Paul. Yep, to be Saint back. Paul,
0: actually, not Minneapolis.
1: And he was going to go, he was Mr. Football, one of the best players in the country, if not the best quarterback in the country, he's gonna go to Florida State. Um, He was just an incredible athlete. Um, He's 2009 AL MVP, three-time AL batting champ. I remember one year he was like hitting 400 for like three months in the season.
0: It's kind of nuts.
1: Um, Which is nuts, you won't see that. 306 career batting average. Um, He, his knees, you know, took a toll on him. And I think he's like a a case where guys like Bryce Harper, who came in as catchers, they're like, all right, we're moving you off the catcher real early. So you don't like have a short career.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, th- even 15 years is a really good career, but like he had to move. I
0: don't off. think it was short, but yeah, he needed to be it, DH.
1: Yeah. And first base and stuff like that. And he was, in, he, his seasons were cut short here and there towards the last half of his career. So, um, but unbelievable player. Um, love that Joe Mauer got in and just feel old.
0: It does make me feel old, but pretty amazing. I mean, he was in top 10 MVP votings for four years, one of which he won. Um, Pretty cool, like being a catcher and winning
1: an MVP, I think. I know. Really cool. So, um, you know, love Joe Maurer. Everything you hear about him is like he's like one of the nicest guys, too. So, love to hear that. Yeah, Um, for sure. He has a career
0: war of 55.2. So just slightly better than sad Sam Jones.
1: (laughs) Just slightly better. (laughs) Um, But, and then lastly, we have Todd Helton, 17 seasons, all with the Colorado Rockies. He was once the starting quarterback at university of Tennessee over Peyton Manning. Mm. Um, Really good football player too. He is known as the Todd father. He was five time all-star three time gold Glover Uh, He was a batting champ for the whole league in the year 2000. 316 career batting average, 369 career home runs. One of the best um, bats to play first base like in terms of batting average and power. I mean, he was a very consistent bat for 17 straight seasons with Colorado. Well-deserved for Todd Elton.
0: Also very cool that two of the three played for one team their whole career because that is going to be very hard to do. Moving forward, like even after this draft class, maybe a couple more, but or Hall of Fame class, excuse me, but then that's it because people just move around too much. Um, Did Beltray say which team he's going in with?
1: No, he didn't. I I wouldn't have to guess he's going to go in as Texas, but um, I was going to ask you, do you think maybe that's why I think of Beltray in a different light because he played for four different teams? Maybe Mm. we, I mean, so did A Rod, but like A Rod also, like you said, personality is.
0: I think he puts himself.
1: Yeah, he was it
0: in. Those <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think Beltre is just like very soft spoken. I always think of like, yes, he was an amazing third baseman, but I just always think of him and Miggy just like having fun on um on bass, you know, and they ever they played each other. Um he's just more of like a funny charismatic guy and maybe he's a little soft spoken. Yeah. yeah, so also, English isn't his first language, so he's really not, like, putting himself true. in those conversations where Aaron's like, hey, look at me, look at all I did. I'm going to be in the media and be an ESPN um, commentator and, like, talk about all my years, you know, in every game that I work. No, so, that's, that's very
1: true. That's very true. Um but yeah happy
0: for the rockies too like having a hall of famer that's fun um because there's not they're not a team they're not as spoiled as the Yankees, where they have so many hall of famers you know so it's good for them too Um, i think it's a really good draft class i like i think three people is really fun um and it was also todd helton's sixth ballot
1: i know which is cool to see because sometimes a lot of the times those guys don't move up that um you know move up that far um especially after the fifth ballot but um i was really hoping to see billy wagner get in he was
0: so close
1: so close and i really
0: what is it 73.8 percent he
1: was like just a percent off yeah
0: yeah
1: and i really wanted to see um i'm a big fan of sheffield andrew jones and close beltrain getting in as well
0: Mm. so i don't think I, i i really don't like think sheffield as a hall of famer
1: really okay I just, well, he played for like 20 teams. Like, it, that's yeah. some people were talking about that the other day. They're like, right, do you think this is like a knock? Which it shouldn't be, but like, he did play, had a lot of one year contracts.
0: Yeah. And I just, I don't know if it's like just me, but I don't think of it when I think of Hall of Famer. Like, I don't think of Gary Sheffield. I think he's very memorable. Um, he has really memorable swing and like pre pitch at that stance. Um, but I do like Andrew Jones. I think he should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. I think Carlos Beltran should, but I don't know how much the Astros thing is going to affect him.
1: Yeah, I definitely think him. His resume—he definitely has the resume to get in. it just a matter.
0: And my Astros thing—I mean, cheating scandal. Yeah. <laughs> like ringleader um, of cheating. So
1: like he played a very prominent role in it. Uh-huh. So,
0: so I don't think the writers are gonna love that too much. <laughs>
1: so if they don't like steroids, I really don't think that's <laughs> gonna work. But um, you know, before we move on to more league news, I wanna highlight some of the names for next year's ballot for twenty twenty five that we'll be entering. Okay. Um some I'm really excited for, especially my guy CC Sabathia. He's his Ooh. first year on the ballot. Um I think he'll get in. And I think the next guy is gonna be unanimous. It's gonna be Ichiro. Um, mm. definitely deserves to be a unanimous, um, inductee. Yeah. Um, along with some other guys, we got Felix Hernandez, Dustin Pedroya, and Curtis Granderson, uh, among many other names. But, um, I feel like these are probably the bigger names. The top three CC, itro, and Felix seem to be like they have a pretty good chance to get in. Yeah, d-
0: definitely. Um, interesting. There are two people on this year's ballot who was their first ballot and got zero votes. Who's that? Jose Reyes and James Shields, or zero. Um, yeah, zero votes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering your thoughts, but I guess it doesn't surprise you. <laughs> I think it,
1: it, you fall off if you're less than 5%, so they won't be on the ballot next year. Mm. Something like that. There is a threshold that you have to get over to remain on the ballot. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Hall of Fame is always an exciting time. That'll, they'll be inducted in, I think, late July up in Cooperstown. So um, yeah, I'll definitely be watching that.
0: For sure all of fame baby pretty
1: cool so so let's get into some league news we got, okay. we got a lot going on um first i want to highlight that there was the arbitration uh deadline over the last week mm-hmm. uh, 23 arbitration eligible players did not return on a contract with their team so basically um that play um, you, after your first three years in your contract your next three years are arbitration years so this is you get six years before you hit free agency, and you have to sign um, your team. And you go to you. You submit a number, and your team submits a number, and you have to reach an agreement. If you don't reach an agreement, then you go to an arbitration hearing, which is a very ugly process. We've talked about this before. There's a third party arbiter, and sometimes teams haggle over like two thousand dollars. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Um, So the players, some of the ones I want to highlight that were notable were Luis Arias, Alec Boehm, Jess Chisholm, Tommy Edmond, Adelise Garcia, Vladi Jr., Devin Williams, and Jonathan India. So big names. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the status of their contracts as of right now, um, but I was really happy to see for our our local Pirates team who, um, I would say, I don't want to say notorious for going to arbitration. They've had some questionable arbitration cases, but they were able to sign all their guys, which is a really good good t- sign. You want to see that.
0: Yeah, proud um, of you guys for an office if you're listening. Well done on the arbitration this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Marlins are the only team that has not signed a major league free agent yet.
0: Whoa. Um,
1: crazy, right?
0: That is kind of de- wild.
1: Definitely could use one. They have a new GM who's made a couple trades, um, and it looks like they might make more from what I'm hearing, but... Um, yeah, no major league free agents. Huh. So, Interesting. Um, the Braves extended their president of baseball ops, Alex Anthopoulos, through 2031. So he's done like, a really good job there. He was rewarded. That's a long time to be extended in a final role.
0: Yeah, just in uh, baseball in general. That's amazing. Talk about job security. Love that for him.
1: Yep. Um, and then we have Dusty Baker, our guy, who we had the pleasure of meeting at batting practice in, uh, in Pittsburgh and fellow uh, wine lover. He is rejoining the San Francisco Giants as a special assistant to baseball ops and ownership. This is th- what this really means. Let me translate that for everybody here. Um, he is gonna retire in beautiful Napa Valley. So
0: yeah, good for him. Oh man, really good for him. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Good for you. Let the wine flow, buddy. <laughs> um, the, um, something I thought that was really cool was that Orioles posted a 90 minute documentary of their 2023 season. So, um, did you watch it? No, I did not have time to watch it yet. So mm-hmm. I, I might watch parts, skip through it and stuff like that. Pretty cool. But, um, yeah, something I haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, not a baseball player, but her name is Mallory Swanson, wife of Dansby Swanson. She's a hey. professional soccer player. Yeah, she signed a five-year contract extension with the Chicago Red Stars worth two mil per year, wow. making her the highest-paid player in the National Women's Soccer League. Fucking, let's go! Let's That's awesome. go! That's fucking
0: but amazing.
1: Isn't it amazing that her and her husband both have long-term contracts in the city of Chicago and professional yeah. sports?
0: So isn't cool! cool? They're, they're living their best lives for That's, sure.
1: We all dreamed of this life. We all dreamed to marry into a professional athlete family, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if we did. But yeah, (laughs) fun thought, fun thought. Um, All right, so the White Sox move down the south side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. The White Sox are in serious talks about building a new stadium. Love that for them, because I've been to the White Sox stadium. It's probably at the bottom of my list. Um, When their current lease expires at the 2029 season, so still some time to go. Uh, But they're looking at the south loop section of downtown which I don't mm. know if people are familiar with Chicago, but that where their ballpark currently sits, is literally like on the highway, but it's in a kind of a rougher neighborhood in South Side Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, so this would move them closer to like where the Bears play like downtown. Yeah. Uh, um, so it might be a little bit more of an attractive destination uh, to watch a game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess something to look forward to for the White Sox because there's not really much else to look forward to <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah. Jerry Reinstorf looking into new stadiums. Um, Blake Snell. Sarah, I don't know if you saw this. He started a 12U travel baseball team out of his um hometown near Seattle named Team Zilla National.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. The jerseys look sick.
1: He bought them sick uniforms, cool merch, jewelry, like he's got them pimped out. All right. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I love seeing that he's given. So back. do you
0: think he's gonna go to Seattle?
1: You know, I, ha- I have that in my in Scott's tea, so uh, we'll Ooh, have to see.
0: Oh, uh, wait and find out.
1: Yes, you will. Um, <laughs> and then, lastly, we have Adam Wainwright is joining Fox Sports as a full-time analyst, so he will be on uh, some broadcasts. In oh, the near surprised
0: future. he's not like going on The mask Singer or the Masked I know, seriously,
1: <laughs> seriously. Um righty, let's get into some. Uh, let's. There was one trade and a bunch of free agent signings, so let's talk about that one trade real quick. Uh The Dodgers traded their number two prospect, Michael Bush, who plays first, second, a little bit of everywhere. He's blocked by, you know, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, no big deal. Um, And reliever Yancey Almonte to the Cubs for left-handed pitcher Jackson Ferris, who is uh, one of the top pitching prospects in the uh, the minors right now. And outfielder Zahir Hope. So the Cubs maybe got their starting first baseman. I think Michael Bush is definitely going to start somewhere for them. And a reliever, but the Dodgers like just you know they're really good and they in their farm system with like one of, mm. like a six-five uh, left-handed pitcher who is raw but like has a ton of projection. So fun stuff for for the rest of the league.
0: Yeah, interesting. The Dodgers, man.
1: The Dodgers. What are what are we doing? It's
0: really their season to lose at this point.
1: It really is. It really is. There's a lot of pressure on them to win it all. Mm-hmm. Um, into free agent news, we have the Reds signing left-handed pitcher Brent Suter to a year, two point five. So they they've actually been very active. I think the Reds have had a really good offseason. season. Yeah. Um, nice to see them spend money in a central that is definitely open for you know for the taken. Um, the Yankees sign right-handed pitcher Marcus Stroman. This is what I'm really excited for. I gave a plea for the Yankees to sign him in our last episode. Um, they signed him to two years, thirty-seven million, with an option for a third year. I think it's a good deal for the Yankees, um, and I think he is going to sh- thrive in New York City. I'm, I'm very well, sure. He
0: of already it. played for the Mets, so we know he can handle.
1: Yeah, uh, but th-
0: the pressure of the environment, the media wouldn't circus.
1: You s- wouldn't you say uh, Yankee Stadium is a little bit more pressure though? Like it's louder. Totally, it's, but yeah.
0: I think the media. In sure. general, like the New York Post is covering both teams, like they're going to be just as brutal.
1: No, 100%. 100%. Um, but um, no, I'm, I'm hoping it goes well for him. I think he gets a bad rep. And, um, you know, I really am excited for Cole uh, Radone if he bounces back and Strowman to be the one, two, three punch. Yeah. Um, the Giants signed, signed Jordan Hicks to a four year, $44 million deal, which they're expecting to use him as a starter. The Cardinals already tried this uh experiment and I don't really get why teams are doing this with him cuz he throws like 104, like just keep him in the bullpen. But if he if the Giants, the Giants are a team that could figure it out cuz they're really good at developing pitchers and if they do, they got a starter on a reliever contract. So um kudos to them. Um I like the signing a lot for them um you know worst case scenario they have an incredible one-two punch with Camilo Duvall and Jordan Hicks in the back end of the bullpen so um definitely a good gamble um Blue Jays signed the top Cuban uh prospect running a pitcher Yario Rodriguez he's actually like close to 30 years old um Cuban. yeah exactly it's hard to defect oh. and all that um four years 32 million so he has always really been a reliever, and teams are looking at him as a starter. I know the Pirates are really interested in him, so interested to th- see how they use him. I think it depends on if they move Alec Manila or not, but mm. he could be like a swing man, go back and forth, I don't know, multiple innings out of the pen. We'll see. Um, the Cardinals signed Matt Carpenter to a one-year deal. Fun mm-hmm. fact. Lance Going back Lennon- home. Yeah, exactly. Lance Lynn and Matt Carpenter are the only two active players in the Cardinals 2011 World Series season, and they just re-signed them both. It's offseason. That's so That's a good
0: full circle moment.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, a big deal. for Your former uh, employer, Sarah, the Houston Astros signed Josh Hader to a mm-hmm. five-year, $95 million deal. Um, wow. Big money for him. He was an Astro at one point um, before they traded him to the Brewers. He I, I think their bullpen is insane. I think people talk about Presley and Hater, but I don't know. I think Brian Bray might be their best reliever, which is fun. Mm-hmm. People don't know what people are saying. Regardless, <laughs> their, their top 3 are incredible.
0: So. I love watching Brian Bray just cuz I knew him when he was in the minors, like literally when he got his first tattoo cuz he like got his first paycheck, he spent it on this tattoo and it was like, "Oh, baby's growing up."
1: Oh. <laughs> Uh, someone we root for, Sarah Brian Abreu. Yes or no? Yes, good guy, good guy. Love I that. don't
0: know if he's a good guy.
1: okay, but um, from what you saw,
0: he's yeah. I think he there. He's probably. I mean, we're all flawed. I think he's good. I wouldn't call him like Joe Mauer of the Astros, though. Mm. But okay. I, you know what I mean? Sure. What I mean?
1: Sure, I'll take that. Um, um we
0: are getting these free agency predictions so wrong
1: i know sarah i thought i thought i'm gonna tie you like so many times and i'm not it's two to one right now by the way yeah we have um, a
0: collective three as a podcast and we've gotten i think 13 or 14 incorrect at this point oh no
1: yeah <laughs> oh boy uh-huh. um well there's a couple that I'm, I'm hopeful on we'll see um but
0: which ones um, are you hopeful on
1: um i was just looking at it earlier i have to pull it up um One second here.
0: I have it up. I can
1: I well I I think Snell, I don't know where Snell's going, to be completely honest with you, and we'll 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 talk about that in a little bit. Um I think Bellinger back to the Cubs. Um Hayter, I really thought was going to Texas. I really thought he was. Like I was very convinced of that. Um (laughs) he is just going to Houston, not Arlington. JD Martinez, maybe. Um, Jorge Soler to the Blue Jays is like legit, like possible. They're huh. like one of the teams very interested in him right now.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and then we have...
0: Matt Chapman hasn't signed yet either, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't think he's going Dodgers to be honest with you.
0: Yeah.
1: Justin I mean... Turner, the Diamondbacks, but we both have that. I know. That actually I know. makes a ton of sense.
0: <laughs> it's hard when we both have them, like Cody or... Um, just yeah, in here, but all right. I need Miami to sign at least one Tim Anderson well, so, or JD Martinez.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, Miami makes a lot of sense for Tim Anderson, yeah, what, yeah. But um, real quick, we have the Angels signing Robert Stevenson to a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. Um, really good reliever. Pirates traded in the Rays last year. Um, the Angels swooped him up. The uh, Angels also signed Matt Moore to one year, nine million. So the two relievers.
0: Love that New Mexico guy. <laughs>
1: That is a New Mexico guy, that's Hobbs, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah, and he uh, um, went to UNM. He was on the raise when I worked there, and I went up to him. And he I went was to like, UNM. Yeah, that's what I just said.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I, interesting.
0: And I think he's from Moriarty, not Hobbs, but. Uh. Um, Anyways, he was a super nice guy. I went up to him. I was like, I'm from Albuquerque. Like, I know Coach Day, who was the co- his coach at UNM. We were good family friends. And Norma's husband. Yeah. Um, And he was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. And then as a, like, parting gift, um, my boss gave me a signed Matt Moore jersey.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I was awesome. like,
0: that's really cute. So, yeah, I have a signed Matt Moore jersey. And I think that's- he's a- he's a good guy. He's like a, a Maurer esque
1: good guy. Love that. Love yeah. to hear that um no that's really cool matt moore's also the name of my brother so i was like true <laughs> um, i wonder
0: if he has a brother named scotty that'd be funny that or a sister cool. named Steph. that'd be funny that would,
1: that would be ideal um <laughs> i want to hear your opinion on this signing sarah okay. um our pirates signed a chapman to one year 10.5 million let it yeah. let me hear your thoughts um
0: first i when i saw that i was disappointed um I don't think anyone should be signing him. He's a domestic violence person. Like, he's been, like, why are we still giving these guys money? I'm just Mm -hmm. disappointed. Um, Like, I just, yeah, that disappointment is my reaction. Um, I guess, like, good for the Pirates, question mark, but it makes me not want to go to PNC this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like, I don't want to
0: support someone who beats up women.
1: Yeah. Yeah, is, no, that I mean, t- yeah. t- is that
0: That's, too crazy? Like,
1: I mean, I, as a Yankee fan, like, I was this way every time Domingo Ron, or him came yeah. in. Like, I'm very used to seeing Chapman. And, um, yeah, no, it, it's just definitely it sucks. You don't want to root for someone like that. Um, I Here is my take on it, that stuff aside. To me, um, as an outsider, like, yeah, people are pointing out that their bullpen looks uh really good which it does like it's definitely like i think the pirates bullpen is super underrated and could be one of the better ones in that now like bedner chapman um holderman and modzinski i don't very think
0: holderman's good. that good to be honest
1: really okay yeah. embrace the i think fate. he
0: yeah i think he's hot and cold like one day you'll be like oh my gosh he's one of the best relievers and the next sure. day he'll... he had a couple bad outings. yeah uh-huh uh-huh like it's not surprising so... i think he runs hot and cold
1: I think Modzinski is going to break out this year. Like he's, he's someone who I, I was like, Oh, if they were to trade Bedner, which they're not going to probably, um, he would be the closer. Yeah. But um, to me, signing a 36 year old reliever to a one year deal. Um, and you know, I don't want to, my thoughts would be that the pirates like know that they're not going to compete this year and they want some literally to just a flip
0: it's another Katana because the, signing it's another you know
1: royals did this last year with him yeah sent him to the rangers and what do relievers get at the deadline they they bring back a premium even if they're not necessarily worth it um so that's my thoughts on it i don't think he'll be a pirate past july um and then but- that's
0: when i'll start going to games
1: there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I don't know. um You know, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and try to be excited about it because I'm not. But um I think their bullpen is, is good. I'll just say that. Okay. um Moving on real quick. Some other qu- quick signings. The Dodgers mm-hmm. signed their 50th starting pitcher this offseason, James Paxton, <laughs> to a one-year, 11 million dollar deal. I'm a big Paxton fan. He's always he's had so many injuries and. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what role he's going to play there, but you know you can never have too many pitchers. Yep. Uh, the Nationals signed Joey Gallo to one year, five million. Good luck, guys. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I I need to be nice with Joey Gallo. He is a fellow pis. You
0: want to hang him in the gallows?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's the Nationals. Like they can take a, they can sign a guy like that. And it was five million. It's nothing. I um, mean, yeah,
0: good for Joey Gallo.
1: Yeah, no, good for him.
0: And then you don't have to worry
1: about him anymore. I think the (laughs) best outcome for him – yeah, exactly. The best outcome for him is to be, like, a career Nelson Cruz, which is a wild comp, but I'm not comping him. Okay, I was going to
0: say. (laughs)
1: But, like, Nelson Cruz didn't really work out, like, in terms of the field and stuff like that. And he became a career DH, and, like, just, like, his career took off when he just focused on hitting. Mm. And he played until he was 44 or something like that, 43. like yeah.
0: so Joey Gallo definitely needs to focus more on hitting regardless if he's going to be a uh, rest of his career. Teenage. Yeah.
1: 100 to stay in the game. He needs to focus on putting the bat on the ball. Like that, that needs to happen.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Um, but, sage, um,
0: sage advice out there for any ball player.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, a big one that happened yesterday. Brewers signed Maurice Hoskins to uh, two years, thirty four million. four million. I
0: know. I thought this one. I thought I was going to get this one. I had him going to Cleveland. You had him going to San Diego. I thought I
1: was going to get this one because San Diego still doesn't really have a first baseman. I mean.
0: Cleveland is such a good pick for him. I don't understand.
1: I thought two years, thirty-four million, Maybe I'm in the minority. I thought that was kind of an overpay for him. I know two years hmm. is not a lot, but like 17 million a year for a right, right first baseman. Um who strikes out a a ton ton. like those guys grow on trees like 17 million (laughs) he hasn't played for in over a year um i thought that was a little bit of a stretch but hey the brewers um the dodgers
0: have elevated the market so much true so like they're just it's on par now like that payday is you know peanuts compared to otani or yamamoto so um that's why i think like Otani really did the league a favor this in terms of the players getting better paydays.
1: True. True. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, and a couple other things we saw the Mar- the Marlins signed made a minor league signing, Sarah, not a major <laughs> league sign. They signed Trey Mancini, love Trey <laughs> Mancini. Um, And he then he also. does bring
0: good vibes to the teams. Like tends to get them guy. there. He's a big vibe guy.
1: Um, we had a, uh, the international signing period that passed. Um, I don't have the full list in front of me, but I have some names that, um, were assigned significant names. Um, the Mets signed 16 year old outfielder Vlad, Vlad Vladi V L A D I, Miguel Guerrero, the son of Vladimir and brother of Vladimir Jr.
0: This family's we, huge,
1: huge. There's Guerrero's. There's a town of Guerrero's in Dominican. I'm, I'm convinced.
0: I'm surprised there's not just Guerrero, Dominican Republic. Like, where uh, were you born, Oh Guerrero?
1: And do, the Mets love the Guerreros. Remember Gregory, their cousin? Yeah. Like, yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Um, and then the Pirates sent a guy from Panama, and his name is. Or, did you see this one?
0: I don't. I don't think so. It would have been my name of the week
1: iverson allen
0: oh i did see that that's the name of the week the truth honestly.
1: yeah um i hope he works out because that's electric i love that they this that this kid's name is iverson allen um uh, but so uh, yeah not many players come out of panama mariano rivera being uh one but uh, uh-huh. big one uh so but yeah
0: first name's iverson last name allen
1: yep yeah
0: okay got it um name of uh, the week Name Edition. of the week. It's future. my addition. It's my sub subreddit to name of the week this week.
1: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, we um those are our trades and free agent signings now. Should we get into a little bit of tea?
0: I'm so ready. Pinky's up, kettle is boiling. Let's pour that tea, Scotty. Let's spill it.
1: Alrighty. Um, I don't know if this is really tea. It's more like gossip. Uh, which is that's tea, what tea is. Yeah, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs>
0: Uh, quote of the episode.
1: The quote of the episode. Alrighty. Um Glasnow, Tyler Glasnow, I heard on a pod, heard this on a podcast actually. He was being interviewed. Um, after he got traded from the Rays of the Dodgers, went to the Rays GM's house, Eric Neander, he invited him over and they sat around and had beers with each other and talked for a couple hours. Pretty cool, right? It is hey, cool. I just traded you. Uh but like, hey, let's talk. And apparently like Neander's like, I knew that was like a great fit for you that you'd, you'd because Andrew Friedman obviously, I was King gonna raised. say
0: they're all Rays people.
1: Yeah, they're all Rays. was like, I uh, knew you would thrive there, blah blah. blah. So, um, pretty cool story. Uh, it seems like Eric Neander is like um, a man of the like. He's just like a very easy to get along with GM when you don't. He really... is
0: a good dude. I knew him a bit with my time at the Rays. Um, I used to run a lot during spring training. I was running on the backfields, and so was he. Um, and I startled him, and we had a good chuckle about it i <laughs> that's, that's, that's
1: <laughs> love that love that um we also have dansby swanson at cubs fan fest um putting the pressure on the front office let me tell you mm. um he goes before we get to next year we got a re sign belly and the place went electric so wow. right mr ricketts go get cody <laughs> um it appears that the marlins uh, we're getting into the marlins rumors they are listening on everybody Okay. Um, so kind of unfortunate, like it seems like they just went through a rebuild and now they're going to do another one. And it's typically, I guess, typical when a new GM comes in, but their farm system is according to, uh, our former guest, Adam Siku, who's a big Marlins fan, um, that their farm system just isn't hasn't developed like it should have. And it's been pretty disappointing. So they are very thin and need to restock it. And, and that's it where like
0: Rachel Balfeic comes in.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it sounds like Luis Arias could possibly be traded before the start of the season, maybe some other guys. Um, But um yeah, kind of sad for Marlins fans, you know? Like, you just went through this long rebuild and made the playoffs, yeah. but time to tear it down again. Um
0: I, I feel like there's a way to plug and play, like maybe sign Tim Anderson or like J.D. Martinez. Oh, no, 100%. That signing
1: makes so much, like a one-year like deal. Like, just do yeah. Tim Anderson. Like it and like, sense. let
0: him be the veteran, like show jazz, what's up. And like all the people, I don't know, bringing fans to the stadium. Cause that's really hard to do in Florida in general.
1: Sure. So. Sure. Um, the Mariners, this is, we're getting to Blake's now. So the Mariners are listening to trade offers for, for their young arms like Logan Gilbert, Bryce Miller, they have a ton of them. And they need position player depth. So that makes sense to, to trade from that surplus to get more position players. Um, so they're continuing to listen on arms. Jerry DePoto loves to trade, like, is obsessed with it. He can't go a week without trading. <laughs> um, and they are also considering Blake Snell, which I know Blake Snell has publicly said, even at the Seahawks game, like I said on a previous episode, he wants to be a Seahawk um, – or not Seahawk. Uh, he okay. wants to be a Mariner. Yeah. Uh, he wants to play next door to the Seahawks. Um, so I don't know. I don't see the Mariners um, – I didn't see the mariners doing it doing that but then when they unloaded robbie ray's contract i was like huh maybe they want to you had
0: still going to the Mets. do you still think that's a possibility
1: well according to um uh sources on online the no. only team to even offer him a contract was the yankees so far
0: oh interesting. so
1: five years 150 he rejected that said he won one more year and more money mm. um yeah so that's why I think the Yankees pivoted to Stroman. Uh but there has they I think the Yankees offered him an additional year but not much more money recently and I don't know if he just is like holding on to wait for more offers, but no one else has offered him which is shocking. He has two Cy Youngs.
0: I know, what the hell?
1: <laughs> what are we doing?
0: Maybe they just know like he really wants to go to Seattle. I don't know, but I picture Jerry Depoto. Walk around town in Seattle. He doesn't have any money in his wallet. All he does is he goes to Starbucks and barters. He's like constantly <laughs> trading. He has no cash. He has no credit card. Everything he does is a trade. That's
1: He's hilarious. Like, I could obsessed. see that. He's obsessed he loves, with making trades. I think he calls Neander like maybe once every couple of days. <laughs> I don't hey, be what are you thinking? I'm bored. Yeah. Um, they're
0: probably their texts are just like emojis <laughs> at this point
1: um but yeah so uh i think blake's out of seattle would be cool but we'll i see. do
0: too for my prediction
1: um the angels are interested in joey Votto. Um, i love
0: that i'm happy for joey Votto. i really hope he gets signed somewhere
1: i hope he continues to play yeah it's not, there's no like word on if he's coming back or not so we'll see yeah. hopefully someone signs him.
0: his twitter um, is so funny
1: I one of I'm the obsessed. best personalities in baseball by far.
0: yeah, that's why it also would be cool if he went to LA because then he could like really become like a personality of baseball um and then like to the larger like la community Hollywood community it's like a good market and then he'll have a career after that and I and everyone would just get to see like the awesome human that he is.
1: You mean rather being rather than being stuck in Cincinnati?
0: Well, yeah, he. I think he could advertise for more things than just Skyline Chili. You know. Oh
1: yeah, trust me, <laughs> um, Sarah. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Gabe Kapler may have become a TikTok sensation.
0: Oh uh, no, I did not.
1: Yeah. Um, so first of all, I just want to put out there: this guy looks like a—he's chiseled like a Greek god. Like, uh-huh. interesting. Like, just—he's in very good shape for his age, and I don't—it's not even that old, but like the guy is just like looks like he was just chiseled and i don't know he's sculpted Sculpted. yeah Uh um he's working for the marlins in a front office role i think he might be assistant gm um and he's been posting a lot of tiktoks he just created tiktok and one of them was either he was joking or he is really michael scott because um, he's just walking down a road, and there's stories about how he would ride his bike or walk to Oracle Park every day in San Francisco. He never Uh drove. Um, He's walking, and he's just like, you know, if Google Maps uh, tells you that it is going to be a 10-minute drive to the ballpark, and the walk is going to be 16 minutes, well, it could be wrong. You just need to walk faster, first of all, first of all, Gabe. What 10 minute drive takes a 60 minute walk? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And what kind of logic are we are we using here, Gabe? Um, also, interesting video.
0: Florida is just such a driving place, like in any part of Florida.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, who wants to sweat their ass off before they go to work? So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh,
1: but, anyways, interesting video. I'll send a couple to you. Okay. If you haven't seen them. People have been <laughs> have making not. fun of them.
0: I'm sure. Who, who in their communications department let this man have a dick?
1: Uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then lastly, I just have one question for you, Sarah. Does Anthony Rendon like baseball?
0: Um, I don't know why.
1: It just seems like this guy like just doesn't like to play, and he doesn't mm-hmm. like the game. He's just mm-hmm. good at it. Something he's good at. He's just mm-hmm. he one of those like vibes. Not true. He was quoted like recently saying like Yeah, baseball like the season's like way too long." He said, "It it, it we definitely need to cut games because we play way too many games." It's like, oh man.
0: Yeah, Dance just be me. thankful. Just, just
1: retire, man. You're yeah, like, you're so good. Um, but
0: also, he has a point. <laughs>
1: He has I think baseball can be trimmed a little bit, but um I don't know. I'm, the, the fan side of me wants to watch three hundred games a year. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, uh he was that was the, the debate on you know how online, online I am, Sarah. That yep. was the, the debate <laughs> online was does Anthony Rendon like baseball? So I thought I'd ask you because it mm-hmm. seems like he's always like very like
0: Maybe he likes Mr. it but he doesn't love it.
1: Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. good at it. He just happens to be good at it. Yeah, exactly. And he but probably did
0: love it as a kid, but like lost it along the way.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, how uh. nice that
0: would be. <laughs> I know.
1: Um, But anyways, uh, Sarah, that is my vibes for the week. Uh, love it. Great tea. It. Great, Great goss, goss which is the goss, same thing, by the way. Yeah, hot cinema, goss. If you didn't know that.
0: Yeah, just for yeah. those listeners out there who didn't know that. <laughs> all righty um all right well let's take some final sips of our wine and then we'll get back to you guys with a compliment rating are you uh, ready for a compliment rating scotty
1: i am so ready
0: all right you go first
1: all right sarah so i've had some time to sip on this uh wine um and I think I have my grade. Um, okay. I'm going to give it a 45. Okay. Um, to me, it is almost too bold, which is saying a lot for me. Mm. Um, it's very dry, and um, it just doesn't do it for me. Like I want more. Um, I need a little bit of more um, flavor. It to yeah. me, like the fruit goes away by the dryness. My mouth becomes very watery right away. Um and you know i i'm just expecting more i guess after my first taste it, it goes away very quickly the, the flavor mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna give it a 45. um okay. and i am gonna comp it to reese hoskins
0: Ooh.
1: is that an insult to reese hoskins i don't know um <laughs> i think you can find so many players that do the things that he does um right right for spaceman strikes out a lot hits for power um, and I, I don't know. Um, I've had a lot of good French reds, um, especially dry French reds, um, but I think I could find something with a little bit more flavor.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I really do. I'm going to give it a forty.
1: Okay. Um, wow. I also Try to one up me, Sarah, or one <laughs> no, down no. me. I, I,
0: I had this in my head before you um, but I agree with you. It does leave a lot to be desired um definitely needs more flavor i don't know though like how my ear nose and throat situation is hindering or helping you sound um, lovely listening. sarah oh i'm thank you thanks for the <laughs> lie um i'm gonna go for a comp or a comparison if you will i'm gonna go with joey gallo your favorite oh,
1: oh, oh man 40 might be too high oh, I'm <laughs>
0: I think it's just right for him. Um, He is too bold with his swings um, and definitely leaves a lot left to be desired. So I think it's a perfect comp.
1: Like a lot of swings and misses.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Which is unfortunate because like from its profile, you think we'd love it, but it just doesn't work out that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's literally sitting there like Joey Gallo was on the bench (laughs) doing this.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I like Joey Galley. Um,
1: Galley,
0: yeah. yeah. Good <laughs> work. All right. Well, another episode of the books. As always, a pleasure.
1: As always, a pleasure, Sarah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for next week get to, to get the more news. We also have the Caribbean series, like coming to a close here soon in the next week or two. Uh, we also have pitchers and catchers get reporting in less than a month. So mm-hmm. um, while you're celebrating Valentine's Day with your lovers out there, people, I will be celebrating pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training
0: love that you're you're one true love let's my one true love exactly <laughs> thank you all right well cheers solid.
1: Solid. intro music by jordan montgomery and driving while well black records uh look big paper i increase my wealth uh Red wine, that's good for my health, uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's, uh, allow me to introduce myself. I said, big paper, I increase my wealth, huh, red wine, that's good for my health, uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's, huh, allow me to introduce myself. Oh, thank you.